take me down. Uh, anyway, um, this is not the topic that we are here to discuss tonight. But... Speaking of fedoras, how about Lady Bits? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everybody to the Lady Bits podcast. Welcome. This is what we talk about. What are we talking about? Better sex. Chin hair. And all the bits and pieces in between. One of those bits and pieces being therapy and why you need it. Yeah. That's what we're talking about tonight. Yes. Would you like to introduce our guest? Yes, we have a featured guest tonight. Woohoo. Miss Cindy Kuhn. Yes. Hi, Cindy. Hi. Hi. Hello. Cindy was at our live recording. Yes. Mm-hmm. You may have heard her voice in the background, but she yes, was there. Yes, and she got to witness all of my... Uh, travesties shenanigans shenanigans that's what they are there was a lot of shenanigans that night it was a good there were it was it was a lot of fun a lot of Mm -hmm. fun kicking it off Mm -hmm. yes hopefully we'll do it again yep and i've known you kind of peripherally is that how you say that word yeah on the perimeter Uh, yes on the perimeter for A a long time yeah um but just you know through amanda and i guess since that recording just been around you a little bit more yeah. Um, but we're really glad to have you here tonight. Yes. Oh, well, thank thank you. you for having me. Yes. This is a topic coming. that we've been wanting to talk about for quite a while. We have. And, uh, because, I mean, well, I mean, I went to school for psychology. Mm-hmm. Am I doing that now? No, but it, I definitely utilize what I've learned in my job. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's just some, I feel like if we could, um, clear the air about what people the concept of therapy Mm. and what people think it's about and um people would get a better sense of realizing that it's actually such an amazing thing and um can really benefit your life yeah it Mm -hmm. has such a stigma culture it does does. um i think it's been preached from the pulpits and from the society and if you go to therapy you must be crazy person or right mm-hmm. something's wrong with you well yeah probably something is wrong with you but everybody has mm-hmm. some issue and right mm-hmm. i think well, that's what people are afraid of yeah it is a an uncomfortable it has i don't care anymore i'll tell everybody that i go to therapy but um before we like dive deep into it why don't you just tell us a little bit about who you are and why why you're here tonight what kind of you're the story that you want to share yeah about. so um i'll keep it kind of limited but um, <laughs> um many of y'all in the room know my story but um a, my husband and i've walked through a very difficult season the last few years and we had um been really seeking about you know what was next what's the next season as many people do like mm-hmm. as you get older we've been married you know 27 years you know you start thinking like what's the next season of my life going to look like and um, but during that time we had gone through some things that where we had been um, what I would describe as a deep deep betrayal from somebody and it really rocked our world and I think my experience is not unique to anybody I think everybody experiences hurt um, hurt for sure but maybe not maybe they didn't call it betrayal but something that made them just sit back and go what in the world and mm-hmm. right um so through that time my husband had started seeing a counselor about just some specific seasons of life and really just trying to say you know are the things i'm experiencing am i 
not misreading this or right. is something wrong with me or is there just something I need to know? And um, he started first and then the counselor thought it would be great because we were not having struggles with our marriage. But as you know, if you're married, everything in your ma- with your husband or their job or your partner, whoever, um, people that are important to you, it affects your life. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so she thought it would be helpful for me to come and I found it very helpful um, to walk through how to walk through betrayal mm-hmm. and walk through forgiveness which could be a whole nother podcast mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and how to do it biblically because we are believers mm-hmm. so that adds a whole nother layer to it and right. um, that was important to us at the time and still is um, and so we have been seeing a counselor for probably um, going on two and a half years now and wow. while the seasons have changed and things have happened I mean Amanda and I are, we work together often and you know in the last 12 months my husband has uh, resigned from his job we've been through two major hurricanes here in this area I've had two of my kids graduate college and move out um, my father passed away so it has been just um, some great things happening when you mm-hmm. see your kids turn into adults but it's change mm-hmm. and right um, so between the betrayal the hurt and just change in our life we felt it was just something we needed to be intentional about and mm-hmm. lots of people don't think that they right. they think going to a therapist or I call them a counselor you mm-hmm. know whatever you want to say is you know I mean you have to you have to have some humility to do it mm-hmm. right you, you can't walk into a counselor and say I have it all together because you don't right and but if you if you step into it you won't regret it Mm -hmm. do you think that um, if you could do it over again do you think that you maybe would have made use of therapy before you got to this critical point in your life or do you feel like for you it was just in that you realized that you needed it and you started going I mean I've done both I've gone like when every when the shit is at the fan and my life is falling apart um, and then I've also just kind of gone in other moments when everything was okay and I just wanted to keep in check keep in check and make sure that you know there wasn't something I was missing but I'm just curious because if it sounds like you guys started going when things were beginning to be tumultuous. And yeah, is that so something that you would change? Uh, my husband was in ministry and he took a sabbatical, an official mm-hmm. sabbatical. And during that time, part of your sabbatical requirements that he was given was you needed to see a counselor. And that was not just specific to him, but just general requirements. Mm-hmm. And so that's what started it for him. Although, um, it definitely was a time when things were unraveling. Mm-hmm. And so um, I kind of like that prerequisite, I guess, if you're going to take the sabbatical. I like that. I wish that people that yeah, took a step back. Yeah, because a lot of times you serve back. in roles, and he did, where right. you are really the person that is usually helping people mm-hmm. um, and always giving, giving, giving and not being poured into. Right. And so in his role specifically, in my role just as a the way I'm wired – um, have y'all ever talked about Enneagrams on here? Because we, no, we haven't. Well, we've done a lot yeah. of Enneagram studies in the last two years <laughs> mm-hmm. and just who I am. And I've learned a lot about my personality. Right. Um, you know, you give, 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 but you never sit back and, um, 
let somebody kind of help you not get over something because you don't just catapult over right. something major in your life, but to get through something. Right. Mm-hmm. And that is to me what counseling can do. It helps you get through it. Not, it doesn't give you, now there'll be one, two, three kind of step things, but mm-hmm. it gives you somewhere to go to get through something. Mm-hmm. And it's not the only tool, but it definitely is um, a tool that a lot of people don't talk about. And mm-hmm. I think right. they're afraid of what people might think. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't do therapy because they're afraid of what they might find out. Mm, And once they find out something, there's no turning back. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a lot of self uh, revelation, Mm -hmm. self revelation, and you've got to be willing to examine your life Mm, and be real and be authentic Mm -hmm. about. I don't have all my mess together, Mm -hmm. or my family doesn't have all of it together, or whatever the situation might be in your life. I, I mean, know. The, I know for the running joke in in college, or at least when I was in school, is everybody that was a psych major was just there to try to figure out who they were. And the <laughs> truth of the matter is, it is, in a way, it is true. Like, you're trying to learn as much as you can about mental health and the mind and, like, behavior and the way things work so you can understand, like, kind of why you are the way you are. And um, so I think that's I that's I've never felt a stigma towards it because I was always fascinated by human behavior in general. And um, so I, I, I just hope that like people can, you know, if they're listening, can get something or get an understanding that um, it, it getting help. Going to see someone, talking with someone um, is not a sign of weakness. It's actually a sign of maturity and strength that you can recognize that I don't have all the solutions and that maybe someone else can help me see it from a different perspective to yeah, get me to the next level. It shows that you're being intentional. If you, if you say my life stinks and you don't do anything about it, you know, you make no action towards it. I mean, therapy is just, you're saying, I need somebody to help walk through something with me. And you're being intentional about mm-hmm. it. And if it's with your marriage, if you have marriage issues, it's being intentional that it makes it a priority or mm-hmm. whatever the issue might be, children mm-hmm. or behavior or um, abuse or whatever. Right. It, mm-hmm. And they and they run the gamut. And certainly there's the outliers of situations. But mm-hmm. You know, um, to step into therapy or counseling is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign that you're serious about Mm -hmm. being a better person than you were or or at the time that, you know, just that you struggle. Right. I think it takes finally recognizing for me, it did. It, It took me finally recognizing that I was in this, this circle of, of the same the same thoughts, the same thing. And I wasn't, I wasn't hearing anything different than what I was telling myself. Right. So everybody at some point in your life needs a different perspective, needs an outside perspective to help you look at things differently than you're looking at them because you're in the middle of the storm. You can't always see your way out. You can't always see the best way out. Right. Um, so it took me, having somebody to 
just shift my perspective enough to see things a little bit differently and help me get out of the cycle. Um, so one of the questions I had, I have, a, I have a few, but one is how do you go about finding the right counselor therapist for, for you or for what's go, what you're going through? Like, was there a screening process for you? Did you go on recommendations? Like how, how does somebody who's never been to therapy go about finding someone? So for us, um, uh, we live in a smaller town and my family's very well known here. So we were personally trying to find somebody that really didn't know us already. Mm -hmm. And, um, we just started asking around and you ask your friends, you say, Hey, do you, do you see a counselor? Do you have anybody you recommend? Here's this. You just start asking around and Mm -hmm. people will recommend. I, I personally never have Googled and just done it straight off of that although I guess you can but Mm -hmm. um I think there's enough people out there if you start asking people have opinions about the different styles some counselors are more black and white and direct Mm -hmm. and some Mm -hmm. are more nurturing and Mm -hmm. some specialize in certain niches of you know um, issues that you might struggle with and things that they're really you know good at walking through with people so Mm -hmm. for us it was just a matter of asking around and getting recommendations and we um found the lady that we see we still see her today matter of fact she's our local counselor um i was telling i think i was telling amanda that um right after my husband left his job we had decided one of the kind of downsides to counseling is you go maybe once a week if you're going often for an hour it never feels like you really gain much traction. You can't just go once and right. think you've Mastered. okay. I've done that. Yeah, check that box. Why am I not better? Right. Because you didn't you didn't get to where you are <laughs> overnight. Right. You're not going to come out of where you are overnight. And so for us, we had walked through just a major life crisis, and we felt like it was important that we put some traction under our healing and our thoughts and our clarity so we ended up going out to a what they call a week-long intensive counseling session in Colorado and there are lots of those there's one in Charlotte um there's a there's a group here in Wilmington that I actually do it and you go every day for six hours a day and it kind of it kind of fast tracks it um if Mm -hmm. there's something if you're struggling with your marriage and you know it's something that you really like what you said, just like mm-hmm. emergency type mm-hmm. situations, then there are things that you can even go to fast track. If you're serious about it, you got to be willing to be serious about mm-hmm. it and know that it can make a difference. I did that. I went to the week long thing and it was life changing. Yeah. It was life changing. Because you kind of do six months worth of yeah. therapy in it one week. Hard. It was hard. Oh my gosh. It was a lot. But it was so helpful. Yeah. So helpful. But you've got to be willing to step into it. Mm-hmm. It's not just to go once and check the box because it's that's not going to be helpful. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I mean, just like with an addiction, you have to be ready to make mm-hmm. a difference. You have to be ready to put in the work and to go through the really crappy parts to come out on the other side. But you have to be ready for it, um, which is why a lot of people who are coaxed or, in, you know, encouraged to go into like a rehab or something, oftentimes they relapse because they were not ready. Yeah. 
But like you said, you have to be the one that's ready for a difference, ready for a gut check. And uh, so, yeah, I I actually have a question, um, just an overall, like an, a generalist, generalized question. Um, do you think being believers and growing up in like a community in a church it makes it harder to approach the idea or um, go into therapy or like do you think that there's more of a stigma for believers going into counseling sure I definitely do because I think the churches don't uh, this is kind of a generalization don't don't make it okay right because I think people feel oh if I'm doing my quiet time and I'm reading my bible and I'm praying and I'm mm-hmm. going to church and I'm doing all these things that my spiritual disciplines should be enough right and and sometimes they're not and it doesn't make you any less of a a believer to have somebody walk through you for us it was that we you know, uh, I just listened to a six-week series podcast called Therapy and Theology. Mm. And it talks about this exact issue of why is it that the church is not the the leaders in this? And why do people in the church feel like they can't go? Because I think it brings on shame. Right. I it agree. It brings on um, a level of shame of why do I need that if I have, if I have Jesus in my life, if I'm doing these things. But you... Um, you have to get past that and realize that's just that's not true. That's just a lie. One of the things that makes therapy seem so negative is kind of how it all stemmed. Like it started with, you know, learning uh, or, or being available for children with learning disabilities and or the clinically, quote, insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, it was like observing and trying to... Um, figure out like deviant behavior things like that so I think that as a believer it's too easy to to be pushed into that idea that like oh like I wonder what's going on behind their you know closed doors like what are they into or you know that they're having to go seek counseling for Mm -hmm. and whatnot and I think unfortunately I hate that we have we have that idea and I think we also like people that are in a position of leadership in a church community like unfortunately they have it even worse there's more pressure the the more fear of like shame and whatnot because they've been kind of you know put on this pedestal sure um, you know, people don't see the, they don't see the, the everyday, you know, human things that those people go through and all they see is what they see on Sunday where someone, you know, is ideal, idealistic. Sure. And also just to clarify, sometimes you might go to therapy, not for something that is internal to you. It may be something that's been done to you, mm-hmm. something you, was out of your control, some abuse you might have had. Mm-hmm. Um, so something that's been done to you, not something that, you know, that you are personally struggling internally with. Mm-hmm. Um, that's your issue. Like abuse might be your issue, but you didn't 
do it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Somebody did it to you. And so it's kind of twofold. Cause, and then that just brings the whole, a whole nother layer up. Mm-hmm. And I think people, women especially, want to just brush it under the rug and mm-hmm. move forward. And it always comes back. It mm-hmm. always comes up. If you don't deal with something, it's, it's always going to be there. You don't just forget. Right. The other question I had was, and this was something that I had to learn how to do, is to, when, when you're in a therapy session, to be really intentional that you are not shaping your narrative in a way that protects yourself. Mm. Because that's that's easy to do, to sit down in front of the therapist and make everybody else out to be the the problem. Um. And sometimes they are. Some, sometimes it is somebody else that's a problem, but <laughs> some of the times it's it's not. It was me, and I had to be careful that I was being honest yeah. in that session I mean, so that I could really get the help I needed. You're only lying to yourself it. if you're not it, telling the truth. Exactly. The therapist yeah. can't help you unless Sorry. you are dealing in truth, and you're there to get to get help, to get better, to move through things. But sometimes we try to protect ourselves, even in those moments mm-hmm. of trying to get help. We're trying to protect ourselves right. from being really seen and known. And uh, that was a struggle for me. I didn't. I don't know if it was for you or not, but that was something that I had to figure out a way to lay it all out and be there in front of the therapist so that I could get real help instead of just, oh, I, know, I understand how you feel. Everybody else is so awful. No, <laughs> I yeah. played my part, too. So anyway, I love the idea of being able to just like throw my burdens, my worries, my anxieties onto someone else to help me figure it out. To me, that just seems so <sighs> relieving, like and liberate, liberating, liberating. I've only had a glass and a half. Good grief. It's liberating. Strong. Like liberating. I wish I don't know. I just wish that other people could see that side of it and and experience that well and it also too it is liberating and you have to be true and have truth you can't go into it with guardrails up Mm -hmm. um but we learned a lot too about the way we you know people are afraid to go into therapy because i was like oh we're going to talk about our childhood Right. Because it always goes back to mm-hmm. the childhood. And there was no parent bashing in our session or anything like that. But you do talk about how you were molded as a mm-hmm. child and the way you think. And, um, you know, for my husband, he, he discovered a lot of he was what I would say the golden child of the family. Um, That's my nickname in my family. It is. <laughs> my sisters gave it to me so, years ago. Um, he was the good one. I was pro- never given that providing, name. Providing. <laughs> always. Uh, <laughs> Never rocking the boat, never making a ripple, you Uh know, doing that kind of stuff. And he took that into his job. So he looked back and said, you know, one of the things the counselor said, it's like, you've allowed this behavior too long. So while there was some things that were done to us, it goes back to being honest of, Mm -hmm. I did allow this too long. And Mm -hmm. it helped bring that to realization. There's so many things you can discover that we would Mm -hmm. not have discovered on our own. Mm -hmm. Because you get into your day-to-day life, you're kids at school or Mm -hmm. your jobs or you know your husbands your partners whatever and you're you're not being intentional about your Mm -hmm. your mind your soul your your thoughts and so for us we've 
spent the last six months as coming out of therapy, like trying to just remove distractions that trigger, mm-hmm. trigger the issues we have and yeah. trigger the hurt. And that could be true for anybody. Like if you're struggling with something, a lot of times you have distractions in your life that are triggering it, that you can control yourself. There are things you can't control, but there's lots of things that you can control in your own life. Mm-hmm. We learned a lot of that through therapy. You don't owe anybody anything, and you control your own kind of world, meaning distractions, things that you know they're going to be high triggers to hurts mm-hmm. or issues that you have. You just you get rid of them or mm-hmm. you put up boundaries. And so it's just a lot of self-discovery, but you got to be willing to look at it. And right. And a lot of things may seem scary, you know, when they're being kind of brought up or you're, you know, addressing things head on or, or coming to realize things about yourself. It can be scary to learn, you know, things about yourself and things that you like have done, behaviors that you have done that you thought was the right thing, mm-hmm. but actually could be like harming you yeah. and not even realize it. I've talked to a lot of people that um, they feel like it's too much of a schedule strain they don't know when they could fit it in they don't have time to go they've got their kids they've got their job i actually my therapist now doesn't even live here we do video yeah i was gonna say that's the new thing is the video conferencing Mm -hmm. and you don't have to go anywhere yeah right just i i sit in my coffee chair in the morning when we have a session and we have our hour and then i get up and go about my day and it's saves a lot of time um and it is I mean, we had already, while he was living here, we had already had a uh, a good long history of, of sessions. And so when he moved, I was like, well, I don't want to go through. It takes a while to get right going with a therapist because you got to go through all the stuff. So I was like, let's try this. And I actually love it. So it's, there are so many options. There are therapists that you can text with throughout your day now. There are apps that you can text with a therapist if you're struggling. There are um all different ways so don't feel like it's it's inaccessible there are even like i mean there are programs out there that allow you to find someone to speak with for free i mean you just have to be like you said intentional and um willing (laughs) to go look for it Mm -hmm. and figure it out you got anything else over there in your notes Oh, There's a lot of words on that page. Oh, I um, just I just wrote that no one is above therapy, um, that no one has it all figured out, including your therapist. True. And, um, you know, and sometimes it's OK um, to be in, you know, a disagreement with, um, you know, what your therapist is saying. Like there are going to be times where you kind of are you know, have disagreements about things. And, um, there may even be times that you are, you know, you're in a couple sessions and trying to figure out and it just doesn't seem like the right fit and that's okay. Um, don't give up. Not all therapists are the same. And, um, you, that's what, you know, that's why you need to go try figuring out. I don't wear yeah, one pair of shoes on my right. life. It's I have like lots. <laughs> right. right. So you don't like that one. You try the next one because they they have different styles and different approaches mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Right. different you know specialties that they are, and they're more some are more relatable to you. And mm-hmm. so yeah, try try different people out. Don't don't give up on it. Yeah. yeah. 
I just and I, I be open, be willing, understand that it takes time. It really does. You're like you said, it's it took you a long time to mm-hmm. get into why you're feeling it's going to take a little bit of time to get out. Right. You just like with anything, like I, it did not take me, you know, two nights to put on 10 pounds. It took me the whole summer. That's right. You didn't get there overnight. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. Um, I guess the last thing I just wanted to mention was um, that going and being able to, whether you go to someone or you text someone or you do a phone conference with someone, um, being able to connect with another person is one of the most beautiful things about therapy, being able to share um we were not meant to live in this world isolated and alone. That's just not our makeup. Um, that's not what God intended for us. Um, so, uh, you know, go, f- go for it, try it and, um, you know, see what it, where it can take you, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, try it. You'll like it. Try it. You'll like it. Mm-hmm. Do you have any, any other thoughts that you want to share? Anything that's pressing? I mean, I, uh, through our therapy, we talked a lot about forgiveness, which would be mm-hmm. a, probably a whole another other, good one, whole nother podcast. Um, <laughs> We're going to let Cindy create our, our podcast list. I want to talk about forgiveness, whole 30 and Enneagrams. Those are my three topics. Okay. Those are my things I like to talk about. Okay. Um, but it, you know, a lot You'll of You'll be like our Brene Brown to Oprah. Yeah. Like I'm a we, Brene just, Brown fan. You kind of mm-hmm, just like rotate in. So, we love her too. You know, yeah. she says you need to get walk in your story authentically, mm-hmm. or if you don't be true to who you are, you'll be hustling for your worth all your life. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm definitely a Brene Brene Brown fan. All yeah, the way. she's awesome. Yeah, I just think that therapy can be so important, and it just shows that you it, you're making it a priority, but it also shows progress mm-hmm. that you, that you, you're stepping forward. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. you're seeking out help, and it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never, it's never a bad thing. It's not. Right. It's not. So, yeah, maybe this will be the Lady Bits challenge. Everybody find a good therapist this week. Okay. <laughs> yes. um, or at least take take some steps and just, just explore how it could be beneficial to your life. And, you know. And things don't have to be falling apart. No. Nope. To want to go and share with somebody and, you know, let someone invest in, in who you are and your mental health. Like, if if everything's going great, still go and talk to somebody. You never know what else you can improve on. You're, always there's always something. room. I don't know anybody that is so perfect that they couldn't benefit from a little tweaking. Yeah, but, but right. if they if you do know somebody and they say that, then they definitely need they to be in therapy. Really need oh, to go yeah. to therapy. Yeah, whole other issue for sure. Because you yeah, line, that's another topic I could talk you line, <laughs> you liar. That's um, right. So thank you so much. Yes, thanks for, for coming. coming. Thanks this for was a good, good topic and uh, an important one, and we appreciate your willingness to talk about how what it's meant to you and how it's benefited you yeah, and challenged you. 
please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to follow us on all the socials. We are The Lady Bits Podcast on all platforms. The Lady Bits Podcast is created and produced by me, Amanda Holloman, and Abby McGee. It is recorded in Wilmington, North Carolina. Our sound engineer and graphic designer is my hot husband, Brent. Web design and music contributions are by Abby's also hot husband, Todd. The theme music is recorded by us and our very hot husbands. Special thanks to Beta Radio for the use of their recording studio and to Millie Holloman for the images that can be found on our website and social feeds. You can find us at theladybitspodcast.com. Maybe you can go bra shopping with us. (laughs) Take me to your bra fitter. (laughs) I'm really stuck on this, guys, because I haven't bought a new bra in like six years. It's 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 real bad. We talked about bras the last time we talked to each other. So you definitely need to get on that, make that a priority. I know. (laughs) I don't want to. I've tried to do those online fit, um, like the the places that you order them online. I have to try them on. But no, it asks you what size you are and then how that size has worked out. And like, I can't even read the size on my bra. I cannot answer (laughs) that question. you've washed it too many times. Yeah. Well, it's like six years old. Oh, yeah. It's really You even have a tag still? I think it's like a little wilted piece of satin. You can't read anything on it. It's just a little limpy piece of satin. I can't do the online bra stores because I can't answer their You know how they have those jeans that you, or those pants that you put on and it like calculates all the dimensions based on your pants and then you get pants in, in from the, like you send those measurements in. They're like, like leggings almost that you put on and it calculates your size and then they send you pants based on the calculations oh. they should do that for bras they should they should maybe i they just found they should send a you a, a sizing kit that has different size That's like what i'm saying bowls bowls so you see what fits on you and you send that one back and say <laughs> i'm this size bowl i'm like a i'm like a um a dough a dough bowl size <laughs> salad bowl. What's that? A salad? A soup bowl? <laughs> this is, I am a rimmed soup bowl and size. And this is why I need to go to therapy. <laughs> I'm, a th- I'm a one quart mixing bowl. <laughs>